right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. We have a fugitive that's been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground, barring injury, is four miles an hour. That will give you a radius of six miles. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or dog house in this area. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Me and My Dad Watch, where when I came home, there was a man in my house. I fought this man. He had a mechanical arm. You find this man. You find this man. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends, winos, and whiskey drinkers. Woo-hoo! And that's us today, baby. And we're coming to you live with this week's movie, Andrew Davis's The Fugitive. But before we get to the show, let's let the people know, Dad... What are we under the influence of? Well, I think we're maybe giving up on the wine and converting to wild turkey. After having the uh, little foray in the uh, Texas heat, you know, we, we just really got along with the old fashions. I think we just were so influenced by Don Draper and just, I don't know, it's just out in the open. The old fashions are in right now. Yeah. It just feels right. Yeah. We've made one change, and and maybe we're we're making a change in the in the in the alcohol department also. Yeah, we have probably reason why to like ex- you know really experiment a little bit more with the uh, the things that are influencing us, the inebriators <laughs> of the show. And it seems well like now we're, that we're sort of running a bar. I mean, we've you know have a bigger selection. That's we, true. Yeah, we have quite and it's free, even better. Yeah, until we have to get like more at some point. If no, we, no, well. Muskie, you know, it's his bar. It's technically, but uh, I mean, we've there's been, some legal complications that necessarily we've been just charging up a bill on Muskie's. Yeah, tab. we're running up his fucking credit yeah. card bill from another universe. <laughs> we're just using his card, which you know, somehow still works. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that anyone will, you know, actually, you know, deliver any kind of boost to us. I mean, I don't know who's paying the bills, but obviously Muskie's credit was somewhat good. Yeah, until he defaults on that credit card, we're just going to have to work with it. So. <laughs> Excuse me, pardon me. Wow, it sounds like our, our first bar patron, Mr. Uh, Little Wayne, actually right. in the flesh this week. All right. Well, Wayne, guess what? We're giving you a pour. I don't even think he gives a shit whether it's wine or not. No, hell no. Nah. He just wants to have, you know, the respect over the mic, yeah. uh, as as he would probably want from anybody, you know? Right. So uh, here you go, Wayne. Old-fashioned. Wild Turkey 101. Oh, I can't even hear it. Oh, oh, okay. There we go. I think we'll probably have the, the clink again. I don't know if that, like, wow. satiated Wayne's... Well, it was just pouring on top of this large ice cube. And yeah. It doesn't have the same... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's, he's really... Un- uh, <laughs> I think he does care about the sound. Yeah. I think he's, a, like, an audiophile. Yeah. So I understand why he's a little upset about that. But, Dad, uh, another week, another podcast. Uh, and cheers to us, you know, opening up this bar. Yeah. You know, of all things, this is maybe our, our biggest achievement... Not really that we're like nearing episode 100 or anything like that, but what do you think, boys? How do how do you feel about the new bar? Well, I, I'm I'm so excited, you know, to have so many more people. <laughs> Hopefully, they just want to be my friend, or even just to drink a little alcohol. Oh, believe me, you're a star. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, hopefully you guys would let me, like, maybe work in the kitchen. I would be able to have, like, you know, some bar food, some uh, some burgers, some yeah, nachos. Yeah, I've heard that uh, rats, you know, are somewhat famous for being, you know, good chefs. Yeah, my idol. Ratatouille? Yeah, yeah. that's my, my fucking, I have a yeah. poster. 
Flipper, what are you? Uh, are you you know getting excited for the uh, the big opening day? I know we we're actually gonna probably send you guys out to go put some posters up or anything like that. But are you excited, Flipper? Oh, I mean, <laughs> what is our policy on other aquatic uh, mammals attending the bar? Are we like cool with that? I guess as long as they don't get it wet everywhere, you know, as long as they're within a tank or some sort of moisture suit. Are all your friends, like, with the proper technology hey, flipper? if they've got a credit card, we'll accept them. <laughs> yeah, if they clean up after themselves and they have legal tender, <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be uh, more than willing to. As long as to. you know they don't get the floors too wet, you know, I mean, we don't want any accidents. We don't want any insurance claims. Yeah, yeah. I think we probably have to play it safe. I mean, we are harboring um, two criminals, being that Muskie and Trump are, I think they're both doing some stocking work for us right now. They're, they're at least being, like, put to work. But, yeah, we uh, we probably should play it safe. I mean, if you can get, like, Nemo and uh, Dory. <laughs> um, uh, Free Willy. Free Willy. He gets it in the parking lot. I don't think we yeah, can fit him in the bar. if we can get an orca in here, that, that would be cool. Even bring your parents. Bring and your fucking famous parents. Maybe actually Jaws. I mean... Oh, yeah, okay. No, Jaws oh. was his bully back yeah, in high school. Yeah, yeah. That's right. No, <laughs> dolphins and sharks don't. No, no, no. Actually, no, Flipper was Jaws' bully. I forgot. That yeah, was the other that's way right. around. Yeah, dolphins can kick ass on sharks, supposedly. I've I mean, heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. But uh, something that I haven't heard, Dad, is maybe some more information about this movie. So was there anything you wanted to uh, key us into uh, The Fugitive? Yes, the American action thriller film. Came out in 1993, and it was based on the 1960s television series of the same name by uh, Roy Huggins. Oh, I didn't know it was a TV show. Yeah. Interesting. And um, it was directed, obviously, by Andrew Davis and stars our man Harrison Ford. Mm. Tommy Lee Jones, who uh, won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Now, this film, like, this thing got seven Academy Awards, which I was a little surprised. I mean, it's a good movie, but I didn't think that this would have, uh, you know, garnered that much attention from the Academy. What was the uh, the lineup uh, in 93? Was it like, let's see, uh, for Best Picture? Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score. Best original score, best sound, best sound effects editing. I mean, but it only won for Tommy Lee. Oh, yeah, 94. Yeah, I think Tommy uh, did enough. I mean, he got his own sequel off of this movie. He got U.S. Marshals. And did you ever watch that one with uh, Wesley Snipes and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, was like one of the young helpers or whatever? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did, but it's like my <laughs> classic brain. thing of... Watched a lot of movies, don't really remember it. Yeah, you're at the point in your life, how you said, where you're pretty much re-getting yeah, uh, like to see it for the first time. Of, yeah, I mean, I can actually re-watch all these movies now and feel like I've watched them for the first time, so that's pretty cool. Okay, I see the uh, awards for Best Schindler's Picture in 99. List. Yeah, The Piano, Fugitive, Schindler's List, In the Name of the Father and Remains of the Day, that uh, novel adaptation. Oh, Tom Hanks won for Philadelphia. Hmm. I don't know. I think, uh, would you choose The Fugit over The Schindler's List? I, I haven't seen any of the other ones, but... No, not really. No, I probably would not. I mean, this movie is appropriately respected, but it didn't win the accolades that other movies probably deserve more, you know? Which I'm okay with. Right. I think there's some goofiness to this. Um, Harrison Ford definitely is Harrison Ford. That is something maybe I'll get into a little bit later, but, like, he's pretty consistent uh, across the board with, like, you know what you're going to get when Ford comes on the screen. Right. 
And uh, it was a huge success in the box office. It did $183 million in the United States, $370 million worldwide against a uh, $44 million budget. That's awesome. The third highest grossing film of 1993. Shit. Yeah, this, we used to live in a country, you know, where people wanted to go to movies and they were, like, good. And this was one of those years, it seems. And some of the facts that I found is that the actual, the train wreck, what isn't ha- they filmed it not too far from here? Really, it's in Dillsboro, North Carolina, How which far is away near is that? Silva. It's like like an hour, an hour, hour. Fi- I don't know exactly where Dillsboro, but I guess the train is still there. Like the, the oh, yeah. So it's a set. Well, yeah, whatever the wreckage of the train, it's never been removed. Like there's certain. Did part- they actually derail a train for this movie? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I, I get it. I get why they would probably not really feel too inclined to be like, all right, well, well let's just leave this around and maybe I mean, charge some a people lot, for tickets. I mean, a lot of the movie was filmed in North Carolina. Hmm. Feels like North Carolina Like is the like wood a, scene, I think. Well, obviously, because it was in Dillsboro, but yeah. um, there were some other places where they filmed some stuff, and obviously in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, North Carolina is a, is a fruitful, you know, movie state. They obviously had, uh, you know, Dirty Dancing, Cold Mountain... Is Blue Velvet in North Carolina? Interesting. Okay. Sorry, I'm going off into the weeds again. Uh, keep going. <laughs> and a horse and a horse and, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> this wild turkey. I love it. <laughs> I know Her- you're almost done. We literally just fucking. <laughs> Horrison. <laughs> Harrison Ford, uh, he was not originally cast um, for Dr. Richard Kimball. They actually were thinking of having Nick Nolte. And oh. Nolte thought he was too old for the part. And uh, Alec Baldwin, Kevin Costner, and Michael Douglas. Mm. But this, this is the this goes on with every movie. I mean, everybody yeah. has you know a look at these movies. Just like Pacino is always like yeah. Tom Cruise or, or got Tom to Cruise. Say on everything. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's nothing new that you know there was a whole slew of different you know. I'm glad it's Ford and not Baldwin, Nolte, Costner, and Douglas. Well, Michael Douglas is maybe the only one that I would be interested in seeing, I guess, just because I like him more of a dramatic actor. But, like, I'm... Yeah, he could have... That would have been pretty good. I don't know. Nolte might have been okay. I mean, he was only, like, a year older than um, Harrison Ford. I'm, like... But I think he was probably, like, boozed out, man. (laughs) Like, he really couldn't, you know, even probably run... Doesn't he have, like, ten kids with ten women or something like that? He's got, like, a triple-double of uh, just, like, baby mamas. Possible. I mean, I'm, like, I was never in the early Nulty game, so I didn't really know what his shtick was until he'd already, like, broke bad. Like, <laughs> I only know crazy Nulty. Who yeah, I remember like I saw something about him, and he was, like, sitting there looking at his blood in a uh, microscope and shit like that. And mm. he was getting all crazy. Like, I don't know what he's doing now. I mean, he's... Sounded like he smoked about three packs a day. I mean, he's 82. Uh, oh. oh, I'm thinking of Gary Busey. I'm not thinking of... Oh, Busey. <laughs> yeah, Busey's... Oh, that's the damn. guy I'm talking well, about. Well, he got in a motorcycle accident. I always get those fucking damage. people confused. Yeah. They kind of look vaguely yeah. similar. Yeah, I can see that. I'm I'm okay with Nolte in that respect. Now that I've like actually remember who the fuck I'm talking about. Nolte, it would be... Okay, Ford, Douglas, Nolte, Baldwin, Costner. I'm not a big Costner guy. I don't like Costner, actually. I'm like out of Yellowstone. I like some of Costner stuff. He's okay. I don't think he's like Bull Durham. I haven't seen that one. I just don't like his face. There's something about Kevin Costner is just like a dramatic actor, like his body language. It just doesn't entice me. Well, he's going through a divorce now, so. 
good for him, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Hopefully they sign a prenup or whatever. And the scene where it shows him, uh, Kimball, running through St. Patrick's Day Parade, it was not even scripted. It was basically just... Um, the whole sequence was shot with a, a handheld Steadicam, mm. and it was without rehearsal, and it's just Ford and Jones just like literally ran through the parade. I mean, the parade was actually happening. It's pretty dope. Yeah. I like that form of filmmaking where they are just sort of like, let it fly. We're just yeah. going to keep the cameras rolling, and you guys do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, I guess a lot of the stuff was sort of ad-libbed and stuff, and, and I know that one part where he says, I didn't kill my wife, and he goes... I don't care. Yeah, the in most the, iconic line. Yeah, in the in the script, it was something like, um, "Oh shit, what did he say?" That's not my problem. Mm, and okay. then uh, Tommy Lee said that swapped it. Th- out. Yeah, he's like, "No, nah, it should just be. I don't care." I love the huge, stories of people doing improv thing. stuff. Like anybody ad libbing a line or like that slipping into the movie just makes that much. You know, that's so much cooler to me for whatever reason. Well, the more I, I look into all these movies, it just seems like ad-libbing is pretty much done in a lot of movies. Unless I mean, you're like in a Sorkin film and you have to memorize like a hundred pages of dialogue. Yeah, there was something I just read recently where they, one of the directors goes, just do the fucking script. Like, yeah. you know, stop fucking trying to change it. Yeah, some people are more like, hey, you got to stick to the stick to the tracks. Otherwise, this thing is going off, off, just like in The Fugitive. And as far as the Rotten Tomatoes, ninety six percent from the critics. Uh, this was actually hugely loved by critics, mm. and also the audience, eighty nine percent, and that has two hundred fifty thousand plus ratings. So that's good. Yeah, for a quarter of a million yeah. plus, it's yeah. it's well respected as yeah. it should. I be. can, I mean, back in ninety three. This probably was a huge movie when you look at it because it still holds up pretty well. Oh, yeah. Well, didn't he also do another movie that was essentially the same plot, Presumed Innocent or something like that, where his wife was also killed and he's accused for it? Yes, yes. It's just a genre that like Harrison Ford was more than comfortable slipping into, I suppose. Yeah. You know? Although the, um, you know, movies where someone is accused of killing their wife, but they didn't is like kind of a deep list. And I'll have that uh, actually in the, the Rushmore later that we can maybe hash that out. Uh, but I was able to find a couple Letterboxd Worst Reviews that would be uh, functioning here. Honestly, there's not a lot of interesting stuff that people are saying about yeah, this. Yeah, it's sort of hard to find bad reviews for a movie that's technically very good. We've had some funny low, low stars for really good movies, but... Yeah, I, the people. Some people are hidden better than others uh, in the in the letterbox regard. So first up on letterbox worst reviews, I have one star by bored Jason eighty seven on February tenth, twenty twenty three. Yeah, I bet he's bored. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's had a great time. Uh, weird movie. Was this the start of Harrison Ford not giving a fuck old man reputation, or was that before this? And now that Harrison Ford has essentially lived out the rest of his career where uh, the the final Indiana Jones is just going to be, like, probably the last huge project that he's a part of. What's the... Do you think he achieved everything that he could have? Do you think he was overvalued, undervalued? Like, are you in on Ford in that respect? Yeah, I am in on Ford. In on it? Do you think he was he was not... No, I think he had a great career. Had a great career? I mean, come on. I mean, he was part of Star Wars, for Christ's sakes. I mean... And Indiana Jones. Yeah. I mean, this guy is one of the most iconic faces of yeah. American film and, ever. And um, what else was he in? Uh, he was in Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Blade Runner, 
I fucking love that movie. And I even him his appearance in the uh, the sequel was like okay. It wasn't like too. Crazy. Yeah, I think that really Blade Runner was when I was really like all in on Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes Ford's like Fordness really, really shines, and then Blade Runner was. That's perfect. actually one of those movies too that I can honestly say I've watched multiple, multiple times. Like, oh yeah, it's a rewatchable for me. I've seen like multiple cuts, like all the different, you know, uh, Ridley Scott directors cut, and then I remember in my college movie course that we watch a different cut. Um, and then the whole like aspect of uh, whether he was a replicant or not would became like kind of a, an interesting topic in that respect. Uh, and the ways that they like wove in certain scenes with the uh, unicorn and what they kept out. I mean, I I think I came out in the end that he was a re- replicant. Was that yeah yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. that's I think that's what the sequel tried to basically say, wasn't it? See, uh, I watched a sequel, but I'm vague on. Well, it was confusing the way if you looked at the director's cut where, like, he sees the unicorn and then that guy leaves a unicorn origami for him. And there's, like, certain ways that it's cut that would insinuate that he is, you know, someone was seeing his dreams and shit like that. So it would seem like he was a replicant. But then you get to the second movie and he's like, I know, I knocked up the replicant. So I don't really know. Maybe replicants can uh, inseminate other replicants. You know, that's the true evolution of. Is that what that? Yeah, that's sort of where that movie went, right? Yeah. They had a child. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, how the hell is a replicant and a human? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that was the the, the software update that uh, Jared Leto put out for uh, all those robots or whatever. They could finally have kids. <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll get to some point where uh, human evolution and technology have gotten together and you probably will knock up your sex doll. Just, like, you know, make... <laughs> if we have to get to a point where you have to buy your sex doll a plan B... <laughs> well, hey... <laughs> <laughs> supposedly musky somehow created some kind i mean i don't know where brock came from but <laughs> oh, God, come on. hey stop talking about my fucking kid you always cry yeah musky I'm he's sorry. crying because you're here he hasn't cried the whole time hey, come you on daddy's home daddy's home brock come on it's okay brock just like just quiet down yeah i'm <laughs> i'm glad we have at least rory here to uh shut this fucking yeah. robot baby up but um, I guess we, let's just move on to the next letterbox. Now I know why he cries. It's you, Muskie. Yeah, he hasn't spoken since you've returned and started hiding in the uh, the beer cooler. So <laughs> that's really on you. Uh, and maybe we'll we'll talk to you a little bit more. We we can't get fucking too derailed as we have uh, <laughs> already sort of done this episode so far. Uh, so two and a half stars by Tony Stark ninety nine on July nineteenth twenty twenty. This is a boring city version of Rambo First Blood, and I did not enjoy it. I think uh, the whole like cat and mouse version of movies, like that type of plot design, I really enjoy. Because I looked up all the movies that were kind of like this and Rambo did come up. But do you think Ford or Stallone is a better action star? Uh, Well. And then who would you say had a better career? I think think Ford had a better career. He definitely had a better career. Yeah. Do you think he's the better actor than the Stallone? Absolutely. Do we? Okay. Then st- I know. I agree. I was just. <laughs> I had to double check that on my mind. It's like, did Stallone have some like? Wow. Well, Harrison Ford was never in a porno, uh, which you know Stallone can claim to be. Has uh, um, has Harrison Ford ever won an Academy Award? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Neither is Stallone though. Or did he? Win? No, he did not win for. Did he Rocky. win like a writing credit? For, he might have. Well, yeah. he got best picture, so I mean, and he was 
Stallone Oscar. No. I mean, like I said, not for best actor. Yeah. No, I think I would definitely choose in any sort of like redraft of their careers. I'd probably choose Ford. Ford is an interesting actor, which I'll get into a little bit later about like what he actually brings to a movie every time. Um, but Stallone is essentially doing the same thing. Like, you yeah. know, you're getting Stallone every single time you're getting a Stallone movie. Uh, all right. Next one up. Two and a half stars by KT on April 8th, 2020. This film maybe made sense. I couldn't see through the smelly penis fog. Sexual tension between Tommy Lee and Harrison Ford is rife. Have you ever just got like a really strong whiff of your dick before? <laughs> You're like sitting on the toilet or something like that and you just smell like the morning balls. Yeah, well, I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, if you haven't showered in like a day or two, yeah, you can definitely get some. Can you pinpoint the smelliest your dick has ever been? No. <laughs> I was like, I remember back in uh, fucking 2008. No, I've never been tra- traumatized by my dick smell. Yeah. Well, actually, I might have been. Yeah, you smell your jock strap and just to get, like, fucking yeah. shocked. I it, mean... No, yeah, but it wasn't because of my own smell, but whatever. <laughs> well, you, if you I, get my drift... I got your drift. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I definitely understood what you're saying. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's probably uh, a culprit you can point to in regards to d- dick smell. I remember there was a whole song about smelling uh, your partner's dick to make sure that he didn't cheat on you. Let me uh, let me find Excuse this song. Me? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think the con was "Let me smell your dick." I think that was the name of the song. Yeah, "Smell Your Dick" by Rick Say Risque. DJ Quest. Nothing better for like a song than having some like voicemail where you're just arguing with somebody too. Like that's such a perfect fucking thing to sit in there. Why you coming home? Something's going on. Can I smell your dick? Ooh. Oh my gosh. So what you need to do is let me smell your dick. Yeah, that's the fucking song of the yeah. summer right there, dude. That's not going to get on the billboard. <laughs> I mean, I wish it did. I don't think it has. It's not, it sounds more like it'd be on Dr. Demento than... <sighs> It'll be on something, you remember, dude. You don't remember Dr. Demento. No, I have no idea what that is. What is it, it? It used to be a radio show that would come on, like, I think it was like on Sunday nights or something. It was had all these, like, comedy type, like the... Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads, fish heads, and then there was there. It's coming to take me away, haha. They're uh-huh. coming to take me away, haha. <laughs> to oh. the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their queen like goat. Yeah, I recognize that. That for some reason. Well, they just used like... to just play all these, you know, sounds and shit. No, it wasn't just sounds. It was just all these weird, you know comedy type songs and uh-huh. stuff like that yeah it was just all weird shit it was dr demento he had this like weird talked in a weird voice it's kind of like what we do here yeah. you know <laughs> weird voices songs yeah 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 i'm just gonna have to like file away the smell yo dick song for uh some other day but yeah I'm maybe th- we'll do that as part of our uh karaoke cor- corner yeah that'll be a bonus track <laughs> actually i don't want to do that <laughs> Yeah, we need to get you to rap first before let, we get I'll you. I'll let you take that one. <laughs> I will gladly take that one. Uh, that was maybe my, my birthright in that respect. 
Uh, but final one on Letterboxd is two and a half stars by Cull X on February 22nd, 2023. The big pharmaceutical is lying to you. They want to kill your wife. And it is funny that we have gotten, well, there was a period of time during the onset of COVID where we were like defending big pharma a little bit. People who were like advocating for the uh, vaccine or like making that the, the, the supreme issue in that respect. Like we were kind of in big pharma's bag. And now I think everybody has kind of went the other way. I think we've all yeah. like stopped defending f- fucking Pfizer uh, and Moderna. Yeah, but the the thing of it is, is I don't really feel that the the vaccine was really what it was, you know, said to, you know, cracked up to what it was supposed to be. Because I mean, at first when it came out, it was like, oh yeah, it's ninety seven percent or something ridiculous effective at getting you know yeah. preventing you from getting covid and yeah. then all of a sudden it, the narrative changed where it was like you can get it <laughs> you still can get it but you're not gonna die and you're not gonna feel as sick you know what yeah. i mean so it's like okay and so. now there's another wave now that we're in the the year of 2023 summer because i know so many people that have had covid like double you know twice mm. and they've had the vaccine they had the booster and it didn't you know, it didn't prevent them from getting it. So. Do you think when we uh, get to the point where they're going to start releasing the mRNA for like cancer and stuff like that? How do you feel about taking fucking cancer vaccines? Because that's going to be that's going to happen in the next like five years. Yeah, guaranteed. but, you know, um, that movie, I Am Legend. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where it all started. They came up with a vaccine to cure cancer. And next thing you know, everybody died. That's true. And, you know, I don't have the heart uh, to choke out a dog, so hopefully I won't be in sort of any scenario where, like, I'm forced to do that. And I am legend type of thing. <laughs> choke out a dog. Yeah, that's like one of the saddest fucking uh, scenes in movie history, you know, yeah. him choking out Sam. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anytime you see a dog dying in a movie, that's sort of like, yeah. you know, worst case scenario. I can't even imagine having to choke out a dog. Stewie. Or my dog, yeah. I would. Wow. Yeah, yeah if you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> a little sh- uh, shih tzu, you, I mean, that wouldn't be a fair fight. No. Know? Even in a zombie apocalypse, you could probably keep, you know, the little shih tzu Stewie uh, in, a, in a separate cage or something like that. <laughs> All right, guys, me and uh, Flubba put a bunch of signs out and, you know, it seems like we got a lot of people who are excited. A lot of co-eds from like, you know, I mean, they're kind of hot, actually. Is it ladies night? Oh, they asked. They said, hey, you guys have <laughs> been like, you know, uh... Uh, lemon drop shots, blowjob like, shots. Because it's ladies' night. And Do we know how to make a blowjob right. shot? Excuse me. I don't know. I mean, if the the women of this town are looking for blowjob shots, we can't. We don't need. We need to know what our client base are. Are we serving chicken wings? Um, we could serve like mozzarella sticks. We don't have the chicken here. <laughs> we barely have the fucking alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We probably yeah, should we, put in like a bulk uh, order. Yeah, we ought to, you know, hold off on the food. I don't know. Oh well, wait a minute. Flipper, we're not serving fucking shrimp cocktails. That's sort of like... <laughs> I know we're a, like a cocktail bar uh, that also serves other shit, but like a shrimp cocktail is probably not going to work that in respect. So um, what does Muskie think about the, the new sign? What What do you mean the new sign? Hey, okay, wait a second. I, I think I need to step in here and have some questions about what the fuck is going on. So... What is this new sign? You guys fucking changed the sign? I've been sleeping in the beer cooler. You well, guys did this behind we, my back? <laughs> Muskie, you're on the lam. We thought we were basically going to run the bar. We're not going to call them muskies. You, you're, you were a convicted killer. I mean, you, you had life sentence. Well, I'm free now. That means I'm fucking... You no, know, you're I, not free. What? I, I, you're I'm, hiding in the back. 
So what? I'm, I'm able to like you know be the shadow owner of this bar just because <laughs> yeah. you guys have fucking you know taken over. Yeah, until your credit card stops working. I'm surprised it's still working. <laughs> to be honest with you, right? I, I didn't know. even know I had a fucking credit card. <laughs> oh, because we're using the the former owner of this pub. Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, you know, uh, it could be uh, that uh, Russ Pugsley is still, uh, you know, footing the bill, even though he's uh, six foot under, six feet under. Excuse me, <laughs> six foot. Uh, it seems like we're, uh, you know, we're probably in for some financial problems if, uh, you know, everything doesn't get worked out. But like, come on, uh, don't I have any say in this? What is it going to be called? It's not going to be. It has to be Muskie's Pub. Nope, me and my dad's pub. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. What? You couldn't come up with a better name? You just, like, did the same thing as your fucking podcast? Well, yeah, because that's where we're going to be famous for. <laughs> this is absolutely It's like ridiculous. me and my dad watch, me and my dad's pub, me and my dad's whiskey, yeah. me and my dad's... Network. You know, yeah. We're going, like, full... We're we're trying to expand, Muskie. You're, you're living in the past. You're this living is in- our brand name, me and my dad. I would have never fucking came to this new universe if I knew you guys were to, you know, Shanghai me out of my fucking bar. That's kind of racist, dude. Don't say that. Um, well, we didn't know that this was going to happen. Elon fucking sent us down the black hole. People, do you boys think I could work at the bar? I am a great employee. I'm very loyal and smart and handsome. I would be the personality hire of the century. Oh, wow. Robo Trump, you probably would be the uh, the personality hire. And I'm, I'm glad you're here, too. I think of all the people who are hiding out of, like, you, Trump, Muskie... I think maybe I'm most willing to let you be, you know, a part of the team. Yeah, I mean, do we have to pay you? Yeah, what exactly are you, like, willing to do for us here? Because otherwise, I mean, I don't really know your skill set. Beep boop. I'm willing to polish glasses and flirt with busty women. I even shake up a main cocktail for the fancier drunks. Have you fellas ever had a world-famous Trump margarita? (laughs) A world-famous Trump margarita? What is... I mean, what does that even mean? People, it's a secret recipe passed down from my father's housekeeper who would drink on the job. Fantastic woman. She had some huge immigrant cans. Just massive motherly tits, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's true. Uh, her name was Rita, and she liked to uh, salt my rim, if you know what I'm saying. Trump, come was on. Was she also a meter maid? Uh, she uh, definitely checked my meter. <laughs> Uh, she uh, cleaned the house. She uh, serviced uh, all the boys. But uh, <laughs> what the hell? Yep, I'm a big fan of tequila. I'm uh, not a Terramata guy, but I might be an Espelan or uh, Don Julio, even though they all sound sort of Mexican. Oh, all right. Wow. Well, it's <sighs> Trump. I don't think that's necessarily the alcohol that you want to get behind, considering your relationship with the border. Um, but yeah, I-, I guess if you can shake up a fucking cocktail and like. <laughs> work as a regular person in this bar okay you gotta be able to you know like flip the bottles like they do on cocktail i mean yeah we want we want to put on a show here we just don't want you know any run-of-the-mill bartenders here do you have any like good advice it seems like you're probably the one person we wouldn't want to ask any sort of like help from uh being that you have been recently indicted again uh do you have any like comment about that don't have any comment. Uh, they're uh, trying to put me in jail, saying that uh, some guy named Rico said some shit about me and uh, Rudy Giuliani, but it's not true. Uh, I never did that in Georgia. I wouldn't even go there. It smells too bad. <laughs> I mean, it is hot, but I think that's more of a... a... <sighs> okay, uh, let's just like leave Trump to finish stocking the beers and maybe just like, 
you know, figure this stuff out later. We'll find something for somebody. You could be definitely the stalker, but you may need to put on a wig uh, or just change the one that you have on already. Uh, but, Dad, now that we've illuminated um, some of Trump's darker thoughts and maybe the Internet's as well, was there anywhere that you wanted to uh, shine, shine your spotlight? Yeah. Pharmaceuticals. Mm. I mean, is there anybody more maligned than Big Pharma? I mean, they are the constant, you know, always being freaking, they're the people that are always getting us, you know, like, they're evil. Yeah. Well, it's like they're intertwined with the idea of the elites, like the Rothschilds, all the eyes wide shut shit. Is I mean, who else can make billions of dollars selling drugs that cure one thing but cause about 15 other freaking problems? Yeah. Well, this is the point that, uh, what, Harrison Ford, not Harrison Ford, fucking, uh, fuck, dude, who is the guy from True Detective? Woody Harrelson. There was, there was, <laughs> there's the hair. Uh, he went on like uh, Saturday Night Live, and he was like doing the whole spiel, like trying to like insinuate that the pharmaceutical company is essentially like a cartel, and that is why he's supporting like RFK Jr. now, who's like super anti-vax or whatever. But yeah, people, it's an easy punching bag, but it's become so politicized that it seems weird to talk about it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how far to go without signing, sounding like I'm a QAnon guy. Because <laughs> I could go there. Who knows? I mean, it's always great, too, when somebody walks in when they're having a big, uh, you know, uh, thing for somebody, and all of a sudden somebody comes in and it calls them out for being a total crook or a killer or something. And yeah. They have to, you know, in the crowds, are like, oh, what? Have you ever made a public scene like that? Have you ever, like... Oh, I've made someone. some public scenes. Really? Not in a in a large auditorium or not. <laughs> you weren't in front of like a bunch of business class yeah, people. Right. Well, wait a second. What do you mean? Like you're starting fights, like being loud and rowdy, just, or like just calling somebody out type of thing? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't want to get into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna fucking ever listen to it? The people that you're calling out will never hear this. No, no, no. It's not that I brought. Oh, I mean, in terms of. You know, calling out a particular person. Yeah, you don't have to say the something. Have you ever been actually? In like a Richard I have Kimble been like what? Have you ever done like the Richard Kimball where you're calling somebody out? No, probably? not like I said. I mean, yes, I have called people out. Mm, okay. I mean, in some kind of drunken stupor, you know, like you <laughs> all of a sudden I, I specifically remember one guy that was like seeing my cousin and he had gotten her pregnant and he was sort of a dick. And then mm. I just remember I just, he basically introduced himself to me and I basically called him out for being an asshole. And then he wanted to kick my ass, but did he come to blows? No, it didn't. No. I've never even come close to the fight or to a fight. I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast. I remember when I played football, like sophomore year or whatever, one of my teammates like shoved me, and that's the closest thing I've ever been to a fight is someone shoving me on a sideline because he was crying about not playing or whatever. But I've never been close to a fight. I don't think anyone's wanted to kick my ass that bad. Yeah, I've gotten in a few fights. Not too many though. Yeah, you held your own. Never got your. Uh, you never got no, out. I never got my ass kicked. But I always the fights I got in, I usually you know I knew I was able to you know take yeah. the guy down. I or it always got broke up before it really turned into a big major fight. Yeah, I I'm very glad to have never been um, knocked the fuck out. You I mean to be in a, like a world star situation where like you're on the ground and someone's fucking pulling up <laughs> real close to yeah. your face after you're just like out. 
Yeah, I was always smart enough to know that fighting is a uh, a losing battle. <laughs> yeah, people. Uh, I seen so. Me, I, I think I might have talked about it before, but I've seen so many people get in fights with people that they thought they could kick their ass, and then they got their ass totally, yeah, you know, killed. And you realize, like, you can never, you never know when you're going to face that one dude where you think you can kick his ass, but then he ends up kicking yours, and. Uh, you're better off just trying to talk your way out of it. Yeah, be be the. the I mean, fight when you have to, but don't uh, don't ever be the uh, the guy that thinks that you're gonna. Don't be cocky. No, you're not gonna Conor McGregor somebody on your first try. No, That's just probably no. not gonna happen. What was another of your spotlight? Um, I was the benefits of a beard. Like I uh, in the in the movie, he obviously conveniently has a beard. That then he can shave. That's like yeah, perfect. You know, I mean that maybe that's commit. the whole reason to have a beard in case you commit murder and then you need to you know be a fugitive so you can <laughs> shave and then nobody notice who the fuck you are. If you do plan to kill your wife, grow out a beard six months in advance so you have something to fucking yeah, get out exactly. Because then they show all the photos. You have a beard and then you just shave it off and then. Like in that one scene when he's in the hospital and he's like, "Oh, have you seen that guy?" And yeah, six like, one with a beard or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm looking at it. So, what does he say? I see him all the time in the mirror. Yeah, or exactly. Like Put it without the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a suit. I love that line. I think most of the time a beard can save a man, <clears throat> and that's not always the case. There's plenty of dudes who have like dog shit beards, but actually, even with the bad beards, that's almost better than their. The regular face yeah. shape. Well, supposedly in the movie or in the in the series or in the book or something, mm. um, he actually had he grows a beard oh. to go to disguise himself incognito. But okay. then Harrison Ford's like, no, let's start off with the beard so I don't have to freaking deal with the beard. So mm. then they, he gets to shave it off. He so had that yeah. Osama shit too. He had like that that big gray right around the chin. Yeah. I didn't actually care too much for Harrison's beard. No. I think it was like I thought it, it. I thought it sort of looked fake. It didn't look good on him. No, which is why I was like, "Is always a beard better?" Sometimes, but if you look like Harrison Ford, you no, probably don't he, need a fucking beard. He, yeah, he's not a beard guy. Yeah, jackass is like you and me need a little facial yeah. hair, but yeah. we're not. You know, Harrison yeah, we're Ford. trying to cover it up for sure. <laughs> At least I am. When's the first time that you had like a full beard that you're like, "I'm here now. I've I've accomplished that that manly task of having a beard." Um, when was it? Um, it was probably around 26 or so. Cause I remember specifically being at somebody's house and we were all drinking. And then all of a sudden we all like a bunch of us start saying, yeah, let's grow beards. <laughs> and from that point on, then I, I started having a beard, but I've gone through phases where I've shaved it off yeah. from that time. But that was the first time I decided like, yeah, I'm going to go thing. full on beard. But never like the beard that you groomed for a yeah. while. I would always get it to a, you know, it, it would drive me crazy and I would just sort of trim it down. But yeah, I was lucky enough to start growing it before COVID and then COVID hit and I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to see how long this can go. Um, but the beard life is a good life, I can say. I don't know if I'll ever actually go back. The reason why I have a beard and it's simple. I don't have to fucking shave. And that's what it's all about. Well, I use like a razor, not a razor, um, an electric trimmer just like around my face outside of the mustache. Yeah. But that I can't. The last time I used an actual razor, I got the gnarliest fucking ingrown hair right around my yeah, jawline for years, like not yeah. years, months. Yeah. <laughs> it was so 
unfortunate. Yeah, I take the trimmer uh, with the one eighth inch blade yeah. or comb, and then I just shave. I get it all trimmed up. Mm. I keep it pretty trim, obviously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're looking good. Yeah, on the uh, the uh, the video component that we've still uh, <laughs> yet to access. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what's your for next those one? have not seen me yet? Yes, you will notice I have a very nice trim beard. Yeah, hopefully uh, with this uh, re- or upcoming trip to New Hampshire, I'll prioritize the uh, you know editing of all these fucking things. But this is like how the sausage is being made. We don't need to talk about that right now. <laughs> and there's one part in the movie when Harrison Ford's <coughs> character is walking on the highway, and then this woman stops and says, do you need a ride? What woman in their right mind would stop and pick up and he wasn't even hitchhiking. He yeah. didn't have his thumb out or nothing. He's just walking on the side of the it's road. Like a she coat. pulls over and goes, hey, do you need a ride? And I think it was trying to set up the point where the um, the other guy that escaped with him. Yeah. Because they made it sound like we found him. And yeah, they yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. he's with this woman. And it ended up being the, you know, the colored guy that was with him. But, yeah. Um, but still, it was like, that's a stupid part of the movie. No woman's going to pull over the side of the road and pick up a man. Unless you, you look like Harrison that? Ford. I mean, you have to be... Oh, well, is that part of it? In that, that case... That would have been funny if she said it. God damn, you look like <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> no, I'm Dr. Richard Kimball. Yeah, I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I think... Oh, the killer? Well, that's sort of the, the general principle of like all life at this point, especially in America, is like, how hot are you? Because how hot, how hot are you will get you... Into certain situations that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's if you the... look like Gosling, fucking walking down the side of the road, someone's gonna pick the your ass up. The thing is, it was like sort of. I think it was. It was dark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's just like he was walking with his head down, and mm. he was like he really wasn't trying to be noticed by any means. Well, this gets into like the aspect of the uh, flip gender role of like catcalling, where like if women were the predominant um, seekers, or at least the ones who were the most vocal about like finding these fucking people, because I. I if it was swapped the other way, I don't know how I'd feel if, like, women were constantly trying to get in my pants. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it would be cool initially, but, like, after a while, it'd be like, all right, get the fuck off me. Like, don't talk to me. Like, I just want to get my groceries, and you're trying to hit on me in the uh, the cereal aisle? I mean, how often do women have to be, um, you know, held to that standard of having to just sort of placate these men? We as well, men have to get hit on more. I'll you tell know? you that good-looking women... It's definitely a problem because I've heard a lot of women that are like you know really good looking you know hot and they're like everyday harassment. Yeah, well they're just like they don't even want to make eye you know they know like they can't make eye contact with people you know what I mean because they don't even want to like even garner any kind of you know mm-hmm. attention to some guy thinking like oh she looked at me like hey how, how's it going you know yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, it's a tough out here for uh, the ladies. Unfortunately, <laughs> we we men are are too horny for our own good, yeah. so we just like ruin the world. Yeah, pretty much. It's crazy how being horny has like changed the course of history um, in so many different <laughs> ways. But yeah, I think that's it's where we human are. nature. Yeah, to be um, a bad person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what denomination you're looking at, I guess. Well, um, we just haven't, you know progress much beyond you know the caveman aspect i guess that's what it all comes down to well back in the hunter gatherer fucking but we're still just animals well back in the hunter gatherer time period like women had a lot more of the leadership roles and dudes would obviously like go and hunt and then they would just hang out and just fuck all the time 
Like you would get your food, which wouldn't take that long if you were a good hunter. You would go back to camp, get pussy, oh, uh, and all the girls would be uh, able to. How do you know it. that this was the uh, social life of a? That's it's been reported on. They fucking have like you know anthropological evidence that yeah. this is the way it was going. Anthropological evidence. How would they know that? I. I mean, you could. You could. You could. Um. I don't know. Test the DNA of a uh, female boss bitch and be like, wow, this one was running the tribe. <laughs> oh, either that or they just, yeah, I guess maybe they could see like, oh, damn, this woman had like 15 kids. It, <laughs> that makes her a boss bitch <laughs> if she's just like popping out kids. Uh, well, yeah, the octomo- do you think sex. the octomom should be the president at that point? <laughs> Whoever pushes the most babies out of their pussy gets to be president. That's sort well, of what like about the, the Duggars? I mean, they're How many definitely. Do you have? Well, 19? those people. Uh, are those the ones who were like hyper religious and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, they like had a whole fucking plan of like. The man got brought down by one of their kids because he was a sex yeah. mania or sex pedophile. Fan. I don't know what the hell he was. They're often pedophiles. That's usually a safe bet. <laughs> often like young uh, children of some sort of gender, you know, boy or girl. Yeah. Unfortunately. But yeah, that's sort of the religious vision. Um, either you fuck your kids or indoctrinate them well, so much you're not to become even, president. You know, you're not supposed to use uh, any kind of birth control or anything, so. Yeah, no condoms. Yeah. Hit them raw. Just keep popping them out. I think uh, that is the only thing of, like, organized religion that I can get down with is not wearing condoms. That's what, like, God would have wanted, you know. <laughs> oh, In the so, Judeo-Christian vision of, like, what this world is supposed to be. So it's just Christianity raw is responsible for raw-dogging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus condones cream pies, and I would hold that down. Damn um, it. <laughs> I mean, you didn't know. <sighs> There's so much shame around it, but they're the ones who are propagating. It's like, don't take birth control. Uh, don't have premarital sex. I guess you could just give them a promise ring and then raw dog them. You know, <laughs> you got to get on that Jonas Brothers shit. You just have to, like, promise them your heart and soul. Uh, and then, okay. You know, tap it or two. And the only thing else I wanted to bring up was Juliana Moore. Mm. And she shows up in the movie and, you know, she's got, you know, major credit in the beginning of the movie. And you're thinking she's going to have a big part. And I'm watching a movie, and she literally had like five minutes of screen time. Yeah, just like a if random even doctor. that, like yeah, and they they showed us show this close up of her face, like you know, and you're like, okay, she's gonna have something's gonna go on. Well, I guess actually in the movie, they supposedly um, Harrison Ford and her like were gonna have some kind of relationship. Okay. And um, I don't know if they actually filmed that part, but then I think they cut it out of the movie because they're like, no, it's just it's it's Too taken much. away from the, you know, the flow of the movie. Mm-hmm. So they cut that out. But she still got major billing and she literally had and she was early in her career, too. So it was weird. Yeah, it felt like she should have had a bigger role considering just even her being there. I mean, it could have been just <laughs> I mean, any like, fucking random Her name person. was something, uh, Dr. Something Eastman. Mm. And it's like nobody. I mean, I don't even. I don't even know that they actually said her name during the during her her scenes. You wouldn't have been able to differentiate her from yeah. like the housekeeper or yeah. the fucking the the dude who got arrested for being a pedophile. I <laughs> mean, when I I mean, I know who she is obviously now because yeah. I mean, she's a famous actress. But I mean, don't call me lady. <laughs> That's what I think of her. I bring these things to you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that is the role that is just ingrained in my fucking mind with Julia. Moore is just Magnolia. Yeah. And that's what I love Magnolia. So I, I Juliana Moore has like a special place in my heart. But yeah. Love love when she gets crazy. You know, I don't love her being this doctor or whatever who doesn't get enough screen time, but I love her when she's getting yeah. crazy. 
Love it when she overacts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when she gets I mean, the, she was uh, great in Boogie award. Nights, too. Gotta like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. we gotta do Boogie Nights at some point in this podcast. Cocaine. One freaking. of our friends has to become a porn star so we can, be, or at least do cocaine so we can do a Boogie Nights episode. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Muskie, you wanna do coke? Are you guys giving me some? <laughs> I'm already fucking, you know, I'm already in the hole of being a criminal. I might just become a drug addict. Uh, didn't Muskie do coke in one of our episodes? Wasn't somebody doing coke? Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I feel like we've done a lot of no. There shit. was something. Uh, there was an episode that we did that was this before I was a father. <laughs> yeah, that's a real good point. Don't do it. I mean, you're ass coke. Remember it was something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that fucking rat. <laughs> what the fuck was his goddamn name? I don't remember. He was Italian. Yeah, that was the. Uh, we watched Goodfellas and we played fucking Mario Kart and that jackass gave me fucking ass coke. <laughs> Whatever happened to that rat, Rory? What happened to your fucking weird rat friend? I don't know. What you, what? He ran away with the ass coke. He fucking, you know, disappeared. Yeah, well, I guess he was sort of liable for, like, you know, drug possession. So I, I, I understand why he wouldn't want to stick around for um, all of us getting arrested. Or really just musky. <laughs> but uh, for my spotlights, the first one up I had was best drinking holidays. And I know that this takes place on, you know, St. Patrick's Day. Or a day of it takes place on St. Patrick's Day. And what would you say is your... Like top three favorite days to drink. That's a holiday. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is number one. That feels like the right answer. That's like the number one pick. Pretty much. Yeah. Or, or Halloween. Christmas Eve also was a pretty good one. And actually, I have a long history of pre um, Thanksgiving Eve. Um, I have a long history of Thanksgiving Eve. You're getting well, whatever up? the day before. Yeah, because. It was a hot, you know, you would, obviously you had Thursday, Friday off, and then Wednesday night you could go out mm. and, you know, party. And uh, I remember a lot of very drunken nights. I would say that either the Friday, like Black Friday, Blackout Friday, or the day before Thanksgiving is a good one. Because everyone's in town, yeah. hypothetically. Anything before a holiday is usually a pretty good drinking. Yeah. But um, St. Patrick's Day is obviously a huge drinking day, too. Fourth of July, Halloween. Uh, yeah, see, Fourth of July. Uh, I mean, that just feels like summer, and that's just another. What do you mean? You don't want to get? What about Cinco de Mayo? You don't want to get fucking drunk in the summer. Oh, seasons? I gotten pretty drunk on Cinco de Mayo too. Okay, well, I would probably rate it New Year's, Halloween, and then no, Halloween doesn't even factor for me. Well, you're like, you were fucking going out with kids and shit like that. Like, there's been plenty of times where, like, <laughs> drinking on Halloween is kind of cool. No. I mean, and t when I got old enough to not even care about Halloween, I mean, then the only, and then after that, the only time Halloween was all about taking your kids out. Mm. But it had nothing to do with me drinking. Memorial Day, fucking Labor Day, all these, like, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Labor Day was huge just drinking weekend because we used to go camping. Yeah. Yeah. Get messed up. And yeah. Memorial Day, those two were two camping. It was the the first camping, you know, the Memorial Day. No, is Do it you have Memorial? a favorite holiday drinking story? What's the best time you ever had on a holiday getting <laughs> fucked up? Do you remember? No. No? I can't say I had the best. There's too many. I mean, the ones that I liked the most were either on Halloween or New Year's Eve. I, yeah. That was like... Because if you're dressed up, that makes it even more fun. Like, honestly, getting... Uh, in costume to get uh, fucking lit. Actually, I have some bad 
New Year's Eve once where I got too drunk, you know, and then That's I was often throwing up. Though. Yeah. I remember one where I just puked my guts out. I mean, and I got sick in my friend's car and shit Ooh. like that, and I didn't even know it. When's the last time you puked from drinking? Do you remember? Mm. It's been a long time for me, like at least two years, three years. It was like maybe pre-2020, actually. No, it could be like almost like 30 years ago. 30 years? Yeah, I got drunk when I met your mother. When we had free a, since the 90s? Are you yeah, kidding me? No. <laughs> Holy fuck. At least I can't, I don't remember getting sick any other time. I mean, because I never really, once I met your mother, I didn't really, it wasn't that much that I drank to the point where I was going to puke, but yeah, we had a, our Jack and Jill mm-hmm. before when we were getting married, mm-hmm. and that night like that was the first time i had puked though in years too which was weird because like as soon as you stop drinking a lot like i used to go out and party all the time yeah and then when i met your mother there was like months where you know a few months where like i stopped and you got domesticated yeah and then like literally i dropped out for two or three months and then when i came back it's like yeah you you lost your edge dude yeah we're gonna make you puke were you big like was your group a shot taking group were you more like i'm drinking a lot of beer nah no i wasn't really into shots because that was gonna cause trouble quick you know because i was gonna drink enough beer too i was just a big beer drinking guy yeah that's and every once in a while i would drink jack or something like that yeah now we drink turkey um the the next thing i had up for my spotlight was uh, actors who always play themselves in movies and this is something that i observed that happens more to um, like action movie stars and comedy movie stars, but I think Harrison Ford was like maybe one of the the better examples of this. Where like he's just Harrison Ford, like he has a persona that he's like kind of Han Solo, uh, Indiana Jones, Richard Kimball, fucking Decker, all in one. They're just one character, and you can say the same about like Keanu Reeves. I mean, Tom Cruise is essentially the same guy all the time. Liam Neeson falls into that. Um, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, like all these people who are in their specific genre who just do the same type of shit. He's yeah. even kind of the Stallone zone, you know? Yeah. No, I I, I, I hear what you're saying. The Rock is the maybe the worst, worst example. That dude can't play a single other role than The Rock. I think, well, Sandler has played some different roles, though. That's true. But, um, I mean, I think he's famous for basically playing the same dude yeah being an and uh, adam sandler will ferrell same thing yeah i mean he's tried to do some serious you know pieces but for the most part he's just known for his particular um you know comedic loud fucking comedy yeah i mean he was like the same exact dude in every other movie that he was in barbie i mean that's just sort of how he is he just shows up he does the will ferrell shtick and then he gets his 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 bag, I'm sure. I'm sure he was paid handsomely for being in uh, Barbie. Which I, I hope for you to see at some point, just so we can have a discussion about it, but I like Barbie a lot. I mean, the king is definitely Danny McBride. He plays the same. <laughs> <laughs> Danny McBride. Yeah, no, Danny is for sure um But trapped. you gotta love him, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna come wherever I want. <laughs> Been jerking off all day. <laughs> I'm like a fucking fire hose. Yeah. Just fucking spraying everywhere. You're telling me Franco didn't suck somebody up? <laughs> yeah. Danny McBride is a, is a goat for that one. And, I mean, that's the case. Like, sometimes you really love these guys who just sort of do the same thing every single time. And then you other people, you hold it against them. Like, Liam Neeson is just Liam Neeson. Yeah. Well, he's got, like, that famous thing. I'm going to tell you right now. Mm. 
I'm a man that's, you know, has a very particular set of skills. skills. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you just, you get pigeonholed by your own stardom and that's sort of unfortunate, but it almost makes the movie funnier when you consider like who. I mean, Reeves though, he's just. Well, he can't get out of his own way. Yeah. I mean, he definitely, to me, he always is the the dude from, um, you know, like, dude, where's my car? Mm. And uh, well, that's Bill and Kutcher. Ted's. No, no, Bill, no. Bill, where's my car? No, he's in that. Keanu is, dude, where's my car? Yeah. Isn't he? No. I mean, not that I remember. I thought that was Ashton Kutcher and, like, fucking. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure. No way, dude. <laughs> We're both like type, dude. Where's oh, I'm car? wrong. Yeah, there's no fucking way that it was Ashton and uh, Sean William Scott. Why did I think it was Kino? I don't know. He, they have the same sort of like demeanor. You know, they're both kind of like clueless stoners in that respect. I bet fucking Keanu Reeves blows down bags. I think that's just sort of like what he does, dude. I think he's a pot smoker. It feels like it. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but to move on, the the next no, the, he's a killer. Yeah, well, you know, he you could be both. John Wick. I mean, come on, he could smoke weed and also just like gun people down. You know, <laughs> that was probably how he got so good at kung fu. He trained. He was just <laughs> under the influence of marijuana. Oh, yeah. I know kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> he said that like he sounded like he was stoned when he said that. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I had up was really just like a short he comment. Said, Free your mind, and your ass will follow. That's true. Yeah. I'm, well, <laughs> depending on the context, that could have very different meanings. You know where I, that that quote comes from? I don't. It was in Platoon. Oh. I always heard that man, and I used to, I say that all the time. Really? Yeah. And people don't. They always just laugh, and I don't know if they really grasp it. Do you have a movie quote that you often say more than anything else, or like what's like your most quoted movie? No, that might be my most famous famous requote. Yeah. Free your mind, your ass will follow. Yeah trying to think if i say anything else out of the blue i i think some things will just like occur to me and i'll say them but i don't know it feels like mostly comedies will come up here and again you know but what i was gonna say for uh the next one was uh the fbi's most wanted fugitive and this was like really just like a short comment or observation is like do we have really is like is there a super villain archetype anymore in real life where somebody gets on these type of lists or they've committed a certain amount of crime and they're like, I'm just going to keep going. You almost have to be like the Zodiac killer taunting the people who are trying to look for you. Like, I, We haven't had that in a really long time in the public yeah. eye. When's the last time well, we had a supervillain? Ted Bundy. He was on the FBI's Most Wanted. He yeah. was at one point. Well, the Osama. thing that freaked me out about Bundy is like he was captured <laughs> like two times, escapes, and immediately just goes out and starts killing, killing people. Yeah. Like he was just like, yeah, I'm free, and I'm going to start killing women again. You know, it's like it wasn't even like I got to go, you know, and try to, you know, go down to Mexico or something. It's yeah. like, no. I or turn s- over a new leaf. <laughs> God forbid. He's like, thank God I got, you know, free so I can start doing mass murder again. God, dude. The I- Ted Bundy story is crazy. Yeah, that's a pretty fruitful. Well, I mean, they had the the Zac Efron movie, so they're still tapping into it. But he, I mean, we've, I think we, I've made this comment before, but he like wasn't even that hot. That's the thing about Ted Bundy is like everyone's like he was the hot serial killer. Like he was just fucking yeah, up his ladies. He's like he looked like any 40 something year old man um in America. <laughs> That's like, just the the way that they they, they want to portray it as some kind of, you know, like the good looking killer, but you know. I wonder what the hottest serial killer ever was. I'm gonna type that in right now. Hottest 
serial I killer. I bet you it's going to say Ted ever. Bundy. Uh, nine hot serial killers. Somebody had fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer was not hot. No. Peter Manuel. I need to see some pics, baby. I can't just take it on name alone. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever had like a true Brad Pitt type of serial killer. All the, I mean, they're saying Charles Mance is attractive. There's no fucking way. The dude is like 5'6". <laughs> So maybe one day we'll get like a truly hot serial killer and it'll just turn you well, know, he culture on his head. was uh, pretty, you know, smooth with the ladies. I guess so. Yeah. But like getting pussy doesn't automatically equate to you to being hot. You know, you almost just have to have like a good personality and that gets you halfway there. Honestly, getting having a good personality gets most people there. Most people are not as hot as they think and you have to be like sort of funny or cool yeah. to get it there. And Ted Bundy apparently was just a charmer. Who knows? <laughs> I would love to hear Ted Bundy at a bar just like hitting on a woman and see what his fucking pickup game. What was his opening line to get him into like go home with them so he could kill them? That would be really interesting to know. Did you ever have an opening line with somebody if you were trying to talk to someone? Or you were just so fucking drunk all the time that you were just like beat? Nope. Yeah. You were, <laughs> you were just the drunk guy who was having a good time and then people no, would be like. Yeah, but no. Um... I found that you just had to listen to women more. I gotta get this ice cream out. Yeah, not great for audio. You're chewing on an ice cube. Um, no, because most guys were doing all the talking. It's like if you let the girl talk, then yeah. she was like, "Oh, he he actually wants to hear what I say." Yeah, that's a hot tip for all our um, <laughs> our sexless <laughs> listeners. Why don't you try listening to women yeah. instead of hitting them with a one liner? Yeah. Because that's absolutely true. You know, to uh, be a Casanova, you have to be a good listener yeah. first. As someone who um, d- doesn't get laid all that often, but also knows yeah, that listening you got to basically good. show them that the only you're not there just there to try to get in their pants. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you're just like a good guy, and you're just like, oh, really? And you're really interested in what they have to say, and they're like, oh my god, this guy's actually wants to hear what I'm talking about, yeah. and that gets you there. That gets you halfway. That's uh, my tip for the night. Yeah, <laughs> you open the door with that one. If you're a creep afterwards, you're on your own. Uh, But the final spotlight that I had was falling down Niagara Falls. And this relates to when, um, you know, Harrison jumps off uh, the dam or whatever. He jumps down like the the big waterfall dam. And I was just sort of struck with the the thought of like that particular occurrence where people are, are, are jumping off falls, waterfalls, dams and whatever. And I looked into the Niagara Falls thing specifically. And apparently... 16 people have survived the feat and at least like 30 to 50 people die every single year. More than 5,000 people have gone over Niagara Falls since 1850. That's what the Wikipedia said. How many? 5,000. A lot of fucking people die and only 16 have successfully done it. I've seen, uh, there was one dude who did it twice or two dudes who did it twice. What was the purpose? Daredevil shit? Oh, well, I, I think I remember there was they used to go in like in a barrel. That that that's what the the Steve Trotter guy did. He went uh, down on a barrel, yeah. which is so funny. Like you have to have like I mean I think one of them was like a wooden barrel too, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't do the wooden barrel. No, uh, the I six, wouldn't even do any barrel. I wonder when the first time someone survived. 1901 uh, was the first time someone survived. Uh, was Annie Ed's Edison Taylor? 
who successfully sent a cat over the falls in a barrel two days previously, and then Taylor survived going to the falls in an <laughs> oak barrel in a stunt designed to help her so financially. He took a test by putting a cat down is like to see if it would survive. Yeah, that's, through the house, that's house cat in a barrel. Usually, push it down. usually it's supposed to be a monkey or something. You know what I mean? A little bit closer to. I don't think people. fucking Annie Taylor had a monkey at her disposal. I it's mean, probably easier we, to like when we first were trying to, you know. Put man into space. Yeah, we the actually, Russians put a monkey up there first, yeah. right? No, we did. We, we did the monkey, monkey first. Yeah, we, I don't know if the Russians did a monkey too, but we put a monkey up there. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> did you ever uh, hear about that game? Uh, oh, it was a dog. It was Leica. Was the name of the dog that the Russians did? Um, but did you ever hear of the game called? That's S- mean. Yeah, no, that'd be. <laughs> it's like a Jack Russell Terrier or whatever. Uh, they, oh so no, it was like, a stray they, dog found in Moscow uh, that they just fucking. Put up. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny they actually coaxed him in with a freaking milk bone or something they throw it in like get it okay shut 1957 it. moscow just found a fucking random dog and put him in the most expensive craft into space i mean that was the the case of trying to get to the moon we were just I guess doing it, anything it could have been any living animal obviously but true true i mean the monkey is probably the one that makes the most sense uh just as like a test subject but <laughs> Yeah, that that particular type of daredevil testing uh, just okay, doesn't track anymore. Okay, who is the monkey? Yeah, what was the name of the monkey that went to space? And did he get like a celebrity status afterwards? Because there's been like a lot of times where I've read about like monkeys who have been employed by like railway oh, systems. Oh wow, Albert the Second. Oh, how long did he live? Very after? distinguished. Did he survive? He became lived? the first monkey in space, June fourth, nineteen forty nine. He reached an altitude of eighty three miles, but died on impact. Oh no! Oh my God! The parachute failed. Oh, that's sad for the monkey. Previously, dude. monkey Albert the first. Oh shit! Died they sent with their fucking kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all Alberts. Oh my God! No, and then he died when the V two rocket failed before reaching peak altitude. Two other monkeys, Albert the Third and Fourth, also died when their rockets failed. Damn, that's tough. First monkey in space survived. That's tough on the monkeys, dog. Oh yeah, Albert the Second survived a suborbital V two flight into space, but died on it. Oh, that's when the parachute dude. He died in the parachute. I think isn't there like a nationwide monkey shortage for like test monkeys or something like that? I thought I saw something about well, that. Well, if the monkeys evolve, they will get. You know, retribution on that. Yeah, this is the whole fucking plot of um, uh, Planet of the Apes. This is for Albert the First! <laughs> yeah, he's in that monkey Rushmore. Oh, wow. That should, be on, took the, over, that should be on Planet of the Apes, man. If monkeys took over, who would be the monkeys that got into their Rushmore? It'd be Coco, the one who talked to fucking Robin Williams, Albert the Second, um, who's another famous chimp. The guy, the monkey who ripped that woman's face off, that would probably be up there. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I feel like the fourth one is up for debate. Oh, uh, what's the hell is this? Ham. A chimpanzee known as Ham the Chimp in Ham the Astro Chimp with the first great ape launched into space. What the fuck? <laughs> Who's Ham? Yeah, we need, uh, we need to be properly uh, educated on the great monkeys of the world. You know, too many white men have uh, gotten our attention when otherwise we could be talking See, about See, there's the a long history of... These guys should be famous. I mean, fuck Neil Armstrong, man. These guys... <laughs> fuck the guy who did the, the French Open or whatever. Or the uh, Tour de France. Tour de France. These guys were the pioneers of space. 
Look at this picture of the... Oh, my God. He's just... Oh, this is funny as shit. He's got, like, a NASA hat on and everything. I mean, as you should. They have to be, you know, properly suited. As well as fruit fries and Leica, since 1940, a variety of animals have been spent into space. Ants, cats, frogs, and even jellyfish. To date, a total of 32 monkeys have flown into space. These details included a rhesus monkey, a squirrel monkey, and a pigtail monkey. I mean, Chimpanzees have also flown. What a cutie. Yeah. I mean, he has no clue what's about to happen to him. He how, was just like out in the wild, you know, in the wild, and he was eating <laughs> bananas and shit. And then somebody's like, "Here, come here, ham." How many times do you think that monkey beat it in the actual fucking uh, the rocket? You know, they're out in zero gravity, just like oh, yeah, jerking monkeys off. are famous for fucking beating off. I wonder where they're we got pre- it from. Yeah, I wow. wonder where we got it from. You know. <laughs> It wasn't God's only gift for giving us um, consciousness and our awareness of death. <laughs> just is just dope to do. Oh, damn, I just didn't know the history of all these chimpanzees. Yeah, R.I.P. to uh, all the monkeys that um, had to uh, see the nebulas and just like the void of space to uh, get us to the place where we are, where we don't fucking send people <laughs> into space anymore. He said he had 18 months of rigorous training. And even if something were to go wrong, Ham's vital signs and tasks were monitored by sensors and computers. Wow, it's... Did you ever see that uh, video of Robin Williams and Coco? They gave him an apple after we recovered him from the Atlantic. Good job. Here's a fucking, you know, uh, a Granny Smith. (laughs) You'll be able to get on with your day. I mean, not even a banana. An apple? That's an interesting choice. He's a damn hero in NASA. True, true. Like I said, um, Albert is getting on to the uh, the monkey Rushmore, and uh, we can sort of like hash out everything later. Uh, but Dad, was there any uh, takeaway or any unintentional lesson you had from this movie? You know, for some reason, I forgot to go down there. I guess, I mean, if you feel that you're innocent, you know, like just don't give up. Yeah, I mean, prove your innocence. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder how many people have had to. Well, I doubt the it. The thing. <laughs> They just sort of gloss over the whole trial. But the fact of the yeah. matter is, man, he must have some shitty lawyers. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, the, 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 they just absolutely pushed him I through. I mean, he, and they gave him the death sentence. <laughs> and the only thing they had on him was that there was no forced entry, which you find out because he yeah, the hands key. the keys, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, to the guy. And um, what was the other things? They, oh, the life insurance policy... Which, he's already rich. He doesn't need her life. Yeah, he's a famous doctor. Yeah. He, like, is one of those surgeons who gives, like, celebrities BBLs. He's just, like, (laughs) on a different level. It's like if Dr. Drew just fucking shot his fucking wife in the face. And, of course, he had the, you know, the bizarre story of a one-armed man. You know, I mean, it sounded like a really made-up thing. But, I mean, that's all they got him on. And then, no, there was the 911 call. Yeah, when she says that, um, you know, it, it's, it sounds like it's talking about the husband. Type yeah, of thing, exactly. Which kind of fucks him. But, you know, if you're on a, on, a, on a dying voicemail, you should probably be as explicit as you can. That's yeah. one of those things that's always like such a fucking um, bitch. When you have these moments in movies where, like, all right, the voicemail is pretty incriminating. It's like, well, oh, why they did this are fucking able person... to write down like one word and it's like encrypted. Like, what the hell yeah. are they trying to say? Just you know? wrote their name or yeah. whatever. Exactly. It's like, come on, let's. We're, you're yeah. not helping uh, the, anyone help. Uh, the solve thing this is, case. is like, why? I mean, the way he went about finding the one-armed man, why didn't he even have his lawyers try to, you know, go through? There's a kangaroo court. Yeah, they fucking. 
<laughs> he was going down. You know, it was just it was it was preordained. He was he was going under. <laughs> uh, so the next thing I had up for takeaway, probably just like shaving could make you a free man. Um, honestly, after having a beard for a long time and just like seeing what your fucking face looks like is jarring. Yeah. Um, so it's good to remind yourself if you're, um, it can also help you go incognito. Exactly. Yeah. If you, uh, that's what I'm saying. Maybe you should always sport the beard in case you need to, you know, go on the <laughs> lamb or, you know, become a fugitive. You just shave it and, uh, nobody recognizes you. If you have homicidal ideations of and killing also your wife, get a wear beard. a hat. If you're a bald man, because then they don't know that how bald you are, and then <laughs> they you don't. just take, you shave the beard, take the hat off, and it's like nobody knows who the fuck you are. As someone who's like leaned into um, the the hair loss thing, I'm not a big big hat guy. I'm like kind of anti hat in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, I think you look cool with a hat. Well, Anytime all, I wear a hat, my hat my head is too big. Yeah, well, I I mean I got I mean being a golfer, I sort of really have yeah, to wear a hat. It. I mean as many sunburns as i've got on my head it's pretty important yeah for sure i mean you would get fucking skin cancer on your scalp uh, uh, maybe i got it sooner than anything yeah and uh my final takeaway was um fuck big pharma you know at this point we can we can go back to the uh status quo of saying that these these dudes who uh may eventually lead to the cure of all disease are also bad people and part of the illuminati maybe i don't know well, I don't know where we stand on the when you out. charge some ridiculous pricing too for drugs that you know people need that there's no way they can afford. I can't tell you how many times people tell me like they're on you know that really have some problems and it's like, yeah, this medicine costs me like fifteen hundred dollars a month, you know, but it's covered by insurance. You're like, what the hell? I mean, who can justify selling a medication at ridiculous? Remember that guy that got prosecuted for oh the pharma bro i don't know who he was uh fuck dude this guy the guy who got the one copy of the wu-tang album um yeah see. yeah that pharma dude bro that guy was martin shkreli yes that's what it is he had uh there was this whole news cycle about this woman who was writing about how she like fell in love with this guy and we're like, she was like, I don't know if she was ashamed of it. I can't remember what the article said, but like, I fell in love with the farmer bro. And like, this is my story where, let's see if I can find this love story. The journalist and the farmer bro, Christy Smythe. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough look. If you fall in love with this, like really gross looking manipulative billionaire guy, I don't know. You probably are like desperate for some weak ass dick. Well, but. how many women go and marry guys that are, you know, have like rich sentences? and powerful assholes? No, they're in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it's always funny um well, have you ever seen the thing where you can write a prisoner um like you can be a pen pal with a prisoner? Yeah. I kind of wanted to do that at some point just to see what that would be like, but I don't know if I could ever see myself falling in love with one of these like semi-hot female prisoners because there's like some like twitter threads that'll blow up it's like yo this baddie is in the county <laughs> i'm gonna write her a letter and maybe we might have a future when she gets out but yeah you never know when love is gonna find you it might be with um a despicable pharma bro or like your local uh jailhouse slut who knows you know i don't know it seems a little desperate to you know go after a mass killer or something yeah, I mean, and people love Charlie. Married, Charlie, you know what uh, I mean. And, but I guess it's probably actually. Do you think serial killers fuck better than the normal person? 
No. You don't think they're any better in no, bed? No, no. I, I would be really interested in that per, you know, specific statistic, whether serial killers lay pipe. God, that's such a good question, and I'll never get that answer. Fuck! There's so much like about statistics that I'll never really get to the bottom root of. Like All these weird questions that come into my head, like, I need the research. Where's the money? We're fucking giving it to the military. We could, like, that, that I don't know. Sounds like a good book idea. Yeah, yeah. You know? How many? <laughs> Unanswerable questions. Yeah. Do serial killers fuck hard? And, how <laughs> and then you often? go in and, you know, interview all these serial killers. And, pe- and women that have, obviously. Yeah. Slept. Yeah, he, like, choked me, and I thought I was going to die, but, like, I came three times, and it was just the best night of my oh, life. Oh, no. So, yes. yeah, I, I think that might be an unanswerable question to uh, use a rewatchable term, but that's on the back burner. I'm going to have to, like, go on my own little rabbit hole for that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. Um, I, I, I think I see Coochie Smith. He, he's pulling up in his cop car. What? Wait a minute. The the guy from the, the jail and the one who pulled us over? Actually, what kind of fucking cop is this guy? And the fact that he's just like, <laughs> he was the bailiff, he was the uh, the the prisoner guard, and he was also a cop who was getting people. What is he, a super cop or something? Yeah, he's a cop of many... Many faces, many <laughs> many different jobs. Obviously. I mean, Muskie, Trump, go fucking hide or something. Go, get out of here. All right, I'm fucking jumping under something. I mean, hey, be, be cool about this. I'm serious. Don't fucking rat me out, you know. Uh, eventually, this is going to be my bar, so just be cool. We can't rat you out. We're harboring you as a fugitive. Yeah, we legitimately cannot do that. Um, otherwise, we're fucked. So just, like, shut the fuck up. All right, everyone, play cool. Aiding a bet in abetting. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Boys, <laughs> I uh, have this little uh, flyer. I see you guys are uh, starting a bar. Is that true? Uh, Coochie Smith, I don't really, I don't really think it's a secret, right? I mean, somebody's got to take over this bar, yeah, right? Yeah, did you look at the sign? Me and my dad, pup. Uh, yeah, I saw the, uh, the sign. And I'm, uh, I'm a little confused. Uh, doesn't seem like, uh, Russ Pugsley had this one, uh, signed over to you, or are you just, like, taking over? What's going on? Well, I mean... Isn't there some sort of, like, rite of passage if you kill the guy who owned the bar that you take the bar over? Is that not, like, a rule around here? Uh, I might have to go check my law book. I don't know. I don't think uh, Rux had any relatives. No. So, um, <laughs> eminent domain. <laughs> no. <what> if- <laughs> yeah, squatter's law. Squatter's, yeah. <laughs> We've been here um, for at least two months. I don't know. We got here around, like, April or something like that. So I think we have every right to, uh, you know, be here, Coochie Smith. Officer Coochie Smith, excuse me. Uh, so, I mean, are you here are to Are you with the us? Liquor Commission? Uh, I might be. I'm sort of a super cop. I'm uh, going around. I'm checking papers. There's, uh... Papers? Yeah, you're checking your papers. Does your uh, your animals, you know, your uh, your dolphin, your uh, your rat... What is this, like, freaking... Can your dolphin work here, sir? Mr. Demers? Uh, yes, absolutely can. Uh, we have sure? all the proper licenses to, um, <clears throat> you know, have various animals in our possession, and uh, we're full animal trainers. <laughs> yeah, flipper. <laughs> Trainer was a strong word. My dad didn't necessarily mean that. 
Flipper teaches us a lot about ourselves as well, you know? It's not, like, uh, too much of a thing. But, yeah, no, Flipper is fucking fine. Uh, Rory, Rory, you have your license, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm legal. I have a fucking W-2. I don't really believe that. Little mouse, you should uh, step aside. Podcasters, I'm uh, under the suspicion that you might be harboring Gus Muskie. Is that true? No, that would be absolutely false. Why would we ever fucking help that um, asshole degenerate? Degenerate I, freaking killer. Uh, what about Psychopath. those, uh, you know, those, um, I don't know, foreigner uh, laundry men who were, uh, just never showed back up to work? Those oh, you never you got your skitters back? <laughs> How do you know about my skitters? I mean, we produce the pod. We sort of hear everything that happens, but that wasn't us. You have to understand, right? I mean, Gucci Smith... I don't know what you want us to do here. Obviously, we don't have Gus. He's 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 on the lam. Uh, we just happened to have visited that day, and we uh, aren't accounted for for the particular hours that they escaped. But what are we going to do? It's, we're, we're trying to start a bar. This has nothing to do with Muskie. He's not even on the fucking name of the pub. Uh, you might have me. Uh, you might have me there. But uh, I got my eye. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh... Is this uh, me and my dad's pub? I see a little uh, sign here that was uh, pointing me in the right direction. What the, who you the found fuck are us. you? I mean, yeah, you did find us, but I have no idea who you are. My name is uh, Stanley Gumshoe. I'm, uh, I'm a U.S. Marshal from Chicago. I'm, uh, looking for, um, I'm looking for a couple people, actually. I understand that you might be uh, harboring some fugitives. Nope. U.S. Mar- wait, okay, wait a minute. Why are you and Coochie Smith here? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, sir, I'm, uh, I'm sort of uh, holding it down. You know, I have uh, orders from the quantum judge. You might have heard of him. <laughs> hey, I really care about the, uh, the quantum judge. I'm sort of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm part of the, uh, the big uh, U.S. Marshals. I have jurisdiction over everything. You should know this if you're a fucking police officer. But, uh, yeah, I'm coming here looking for uh, Gus Muskie and uh, Donald Trump. Sound familiar? I mean, they're not friends. They, they, they're acquaintances. We, we know who they are. Well, I mean, uh, wait a second. You guys aren't allowed in this bar. We're not even fucking open. We're trying to start a business. You guys are just barging in. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even really know what to, to say to you at this point. Uh, is that a... Uh... Is that a robot that I see over there that sort of looks like uh, Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, um, he's our uh, our bartender. Well, bar back. He has to yeah. earn his place. Um, but yeah, we we were employing <laughs> bar back. we're employing the uh, the robot who used to work for Trump. That doesn't really mean anything. All right. Well, dear, you don't really have to speak for him. Uh, hey, there, uh, robot boy. Can you uh, tell me anything about uh, I don't know your former boss? Was this uh, Donald Trump guy? Beep boop, sorry, I don't recall. I haven't seen Donald in some time now. Last time I heard he was hanging up with Shakira and Jimmy Butler at Mar-a-Lago. But that's just a rumor I heard. <laughs> yeah, um, I also heard that rumor, uh, just to corroborate that. that um, Yeah, Shakira, Jimmy Butler, they must be down in Florida. You're in the wrong place. They're um, gumshoe. So maybe you should uh, take a flight and fucking figure it out. I don't know about that there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, uh, you should know I'm uh, coming here to give that man some RICO charges. He, uh, I know he could spear to uh, defraud America, and I'm uh, quite frankly not a fan. I'm a cool, you know, cold-blooded American Chicago man. I'm trying to put this uh, dub bag in the ground, just like, uh, just like Gus Muskie. 
I understand he killed a couple people. Oh, that's right. Listen, uh, Gumshoe, you're sort of uh, stumping all over my ground. Why don't we, uh, you know, hash this out outside and uh, maybe you can uh, buzz off. Because, uh, like I said, I'm on the uh, hot on the trail. All right there, uh, Dickweed. I'll uh, talk to you outside. We'll uh, figure this out real fucking fast. Yeah, guys, why don't you um, lock the door on your way out? Because we're not ready to start taking in uh, anybody. We don't even necessarily have our kitchen set up, which we do have the papers for. We do have the papers for. Isn't that right, Rory? Yeah, I can start making food like tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. So all law enforcement people, get fucking going. Uh, And we'll, um, you know, talk to you guys later, I suppose. Uh, just no, I'm coming back for, uh, I'm coming back for Musky's ass. And I'm, uh, I'm gonna bring a warrant. I'm, uh, I'm gonna bring a warrant there too there, buddy. I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna come with a couple of Cohen dogs. I'm gonna make a big fucking, uh, you know, barbecue out of this arrest. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck with that. Um, and that's actually kind of a good idea for the bar. We might want to serve hot dogs. That sounds like a fun thing. Um, but yeah, get, get and, out of here. Uh, hey, don't forget to check the wings. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that we need to um, go over. We um, get a rat that's a pretty good cook. <laughs> we don't want them to come back. Oh, <laughs> don't, okay. don't entice them oh, with them. Um, yeah. But they... Uh, we need some advertisement. I would just thought they could bring in some, you know. Hey, hey, Gus, we're, we're, we're in the clear. Oh, my God, that was fucking scary. Two guys are on me? What happened? I thought just Coochie Smith was going to be in my ass. Uh I mean, Gus, you're a fugitive. You're you're a fucking stone cold criminal. <laughs> How many people have you killed? Killer. Hey, no, I'm serious, guys. What the fuck? This is like, uh, I'm I'm red hot right now. What am I gonna do? I can't fucking stay here. The whole place will get um. You know, they, they said they're gonna come back with a warrant. That is a good point. Um, Dad, what should we do here? Uh, we have two criminals. Um, neither of which that we like all that much. We kind of like the robot in which one of them is based after, but like. They seem to be like a package deal. Should we? No, we shouldn't rat him out, right? No, you're not no, rat me out. No, I mean, I, I think we just gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, but we have a bar that we're trying to start. You guys are fucking this up, Musky Trump. I mean, is there somewhere we can like take you guys? Yeah, or just but drop I don't you even off? know that we belong here. We probably should have never came here. I don't know why we're here. Somehow <laughs> we ended up here. Um, yeah, we haven't even like tried to get back home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just trying to like assimilate into the yeah. world. It's pro- I don't know where the black hole starts and begins to uh, get us back home in that respect. But yeah, I mean, w- w- speaking of which, where's the fucking Musk mothership? Can't you guys like I don't know get the fuck out of here on that? Uh, Robo Trump uh, parked into the woods. Said there was no more gas. Couldn't go to the local shell, which was uh, such a shame. They were charging too much, and uh, my cards aren't working here. Um, yeah, the Musk mothership doesn't run on gas. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what does it run on? Can we just use that to like? It's called rocket fuel. They don't sell that at the fucking local uh, gas station, asshole. I know. So we're going to have to put some premium in it. I'm not even sure that that's actually how it runs. It might be some kind of weird anti-gravity bullshit. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fucking questions. Honestly, we should probably, like, hook up Celine again, uh, even though that turned out badly. I don't know. Maybe she has an update. I don't know. Everything is on the table at this point. I'm a fucking fugitive. <laughs> you guys are trying to stop my ba. Uh, you know, if anything, just, like, pity me. You Let's know, help me out. Let's get this right. You don't have a bar anymore. I don't have a life. You guys stole it. Yeah. I tried to kill the guy that stole my life, and now I'm trying to fucking start over. Well, 
That's what you get for killing people. <sighs> All right, Muskie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Dad, I don't know how willing you are to go along with this, but Trump, you said you know where the Musk mothership is. Why don't we just drive you over there? You obviously don't have enough fucking fuel to get to space, but you could probably fly to Florida or like any other, you know, random location, uh, at least. Would that be enough? Is that enough for you guys to like get out of our hair so we can start this business? I hate the idea that you guys want to start this shit without me, but like, at least for the moment, we can fucking go. I don't know. Something fun. <laughs> I love going back on the road. Uh, I don't want to sit, bitch. And if I'm sitting in the trunk, uh, <laughs> at least give me some air. And Muskie, don't fart in there. I'll fucking punch you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fucking fair. I haven't been eating anything. Uh, we don't even have like any snacks. It's really just been pistachios. I've just been eating nuts uh, for like a week straight. Yeah, I guess this Damn. is really the only bar food that we have. It's just like assorted nuts. <laughs> but guys, let's just... You've been eating trail mix? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got some, uh, you know, some M&Ms in there. Got a little sweetness. Got a little fucking raisins every once in a while. How's your bowel movements? They're horrible. I'm fucking just... I'm, I'm shit and piss, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, Muskie, shut the fuck up. Everybody, get in the van or, you know, whatever car we have back out there. And we're, we're, we're getting you over to the Musk mothership because... That makes the most sense um, for us to actually be able to uh, continue with our lives until we also would like to go uh, elsewhere. So, boys, load in. Um, shit, I guess, uh, Rory, can you, like, look after the bar? What do you mean? By myself? Yeah, by yourself. I mean, Flipper, would you would you stick around and make this, like, an all-animal bar? Um, well, two animals and a baby. <laughs> Great. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we have some willing participants. Guys, if anything crazy happens, just fucking give us a call and we'll, um, I, I guess we'll be able to figure it out. I made a friend down in the windy city. He had a gun and held it to my dome. He's crazy. Sick in the brain, tracking me down the road. Oh, what a man's the reason why he's jailed. He said he never killed his wife and got away. And needs my help, cause cops are on his tail. I wish I turned him down, but now he runs free. A fugitive joins me on the microphone. I made a friend down in the windy city. He had a gun and held it to my dome. So, uh, Dad, uh, Robo Trump, Trump, Muskie, let's just all just keep this uh, crazy train going, and um, hopefully this bar doesn't get uh, <laughs> burned down while we're away. But Dad, this uh, this might be another fucked up situation. I don't know how if it's like a top five, but we definitely have some top fours with a, a put them on the Rushmore this week. So first up 
on put him on the Rushmore. I have the accused of killing their wife, but didn't movies. Uh, and the first one I have on that was Shawshank Redemption, Shutter Island, Gone Girl, or The Dark Passage, which is a Humphrey Bogart movie where he is also accused of killing his wife, but he gets a face change and then goes about essentially trying to prove his innocence. So, do you think The Fugitive makes it under the best accused of killing wife but didn't movies? Hmm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I saw mine was a little uh, tall yeah. and yours was not. Yeah. It just might be that I'm drinking a little faster. You're you. drinking really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep up with you. Um, hmm. Shawshank Redemption definitely stays. Has to. I think Gone Girl also has to stay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know anything about Dark Passage. It's one of those old school movies that like... Has a, a lot of critical appeal, but in the case of being up against The Fugitive, it's probably the easiest for me to pull. In a way, Humphrey Bogart is like, well, he's not as good looking as Ford, but they have similar roles. I don't remember Shutter Island. <laughs> it was DiCaprio, but... And Scorsese, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I don't remember good. it being an accused of killing wife movie. Yeah, that's... He, that's what, like his backstory. I mean, you could technically put Inception here as well. Because, what, Randall Cobb? Is Randall Cobb? That's the football player. Um, <laughs> no, that's a boxer. Randall Cobb? I think Randall Cobb is the uh, the former receiver for the, the Packers. Unless they had the same name. No, um, it was a, a boxer named Cobb. Randall Cobb, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, Dom <laughs> Cobb from um, Inception in the following, in the case of Inception explicitly, he was accused of killing his wife. That's why he was like not allowed back in the United States. So if we had to, we could replace Shutter Island with... Um, with Inception. But would that be the one that goes? I think Dark Passage of the four that we put up there doesn't have the clout in my mind. Does that feel good? Yeah. That feels right. I think the future has to get up here as being like an iconic you killed the wife but not really. Although I never saw uh, Presumed Innocent. Was that better than The Fugitive? Uh, no. No. Okay. And that's fine. And I I don't think we're going to redip back into that specific genre with Ford, so we'll just leave it at the fugitive getting on the board. Which leads us right on to the next one of uh on the run movies. Uh in the way that we're sort of on the run with our friends here, uh does The Fugitive beat out Catch Me If You Can, Thelma and Louise, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid or No Country for Old Men? And I guess Rambo could technically be one of those like Dark Horse fifth picks, but I think those top four is like the steady course. I'm gonna say that we should take off Rambo. Well, that's like one of the the sleeper one that could have been changed. It's not really on the list. It was like the fifth of the four. Right? Yeah, it doesn't belong there. No. So Um, of those four, (laughs) does the future to beat out? I don't think it beats No Country. No Country is a better on the run movie for me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So that leaves the th- the three: Butch Cassidy, Thelma, and Louise, or Catch Me If You Can. Wow, this one's tough. It is really tough. I mean, <laughs> Catch Me If You Can also has like a similar cat and mouse, where there's one definitive dude who's overseeing the investigation, and Tom Hanks going after Leo. Um, and then I mean, Butch Cassidy—they're just like uh, criminals on the run, just being <laughs> bandits and shit. 
I'm gonna just say no. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I mean, we got one uh, already on the Rushmore. If it doesn't beat out these four, it doesn't have to. I mean, these are movies technically that I like better. You like even Thelma and Louise you like yeah. more? Really? Yeah. I have not seen Thelma and Louise, but I respect the hustle of that movie, you know, as I often say with things that I, I don't really know, but understand the appeal. So, I mean... I'm, I think Thelma and Louise had more of a impact, you know... In its day. Or even just like as a namesake. I mean, if you say Thelma and Louise, like that's more of a referential pick than saying fucking The Fugitive, I would assume. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> One of two is really all you can do sometimes <laughs> when it comes to uh, the Rushmores. You know, it's pretty cutthroat. Um, which is uh, more than fine by me considering that we uh, blew through that because it seems like we're, we're, we're getting close to the, uh, the opening of the woods. Uh, f fucking Robotrump, do you know where you're going um, in terms of, like, driving, considering that uh, Muskie... How did Robotrump become the driver of the Muskie? Well, Muskie can't drive. Trump can't drive. Uh, Does he have the program in him to actually navigate GPS? The Does he have a GPS in him as a, as a robot? No, I mean, yeah, he has to have some kind of technology. He was I mean, the one who parked The thing it. is, can you upload, you know, the, the ability for him to control the Musk mothership? Um... I think there is a manual component, so uh, I, I think I'm okay in that respect. It's sort of like, you know, when you upload on, you know, in the Matrix, and he says, I know Kung Fu, and then all of a sudden, Robotrump knows how to fly it. Yeah, Robotrump just has the jacket in the mothership. Yeah. But, like, we'll, we'll see that when we get in there, for sure. I'm sure he's, like, the only robot around who's, like, sort of applicable <laughs> for the role. But we're, uh, we're, we're, we're pulling into this, this dirt road. Uh... It's fucking dark outside, and, um... Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. So they're, they're flashing their lights. I think Coochie's bit is behind us. Hey, I, 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 I hear the fucking cops coming. What are you guys gonna do? <laughs> Muskie, shut the fuck up. That's number one. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of scared. Uh, I can't breathe <laughs> in the trunk. Yeah, Trump, calm down. Everyone, chill out. It's just, you know, we're gonna play cool. Uh... Fuck, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, Dad, are you good with cops? I'm really kind of nervous. I'm I'm kind of a little stunned from beforehand. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to perform. Uh, this this. Yeah, I, I think I can handle it. Okay. Uh. Right. Coochie's brother's coming out the window. Uh, gentlemen, this is uh kind of funny. We're back on uh you know full circle type of shit. What do you want, Coochie Smith? We're we're going for a drive. Just me, fucking Robo Trump, and my dad. I mean, are you just, like, here to harass us like any other fucking cop? I don't know. It seems sort of weird that, uh, I don't know, you guys are, uh, going for a drive. Sort of just called you out for maybe, uh, harboring a criminal. Are you guys, uh, I don't know, keeping anybody in your trunk? Don't you fucking dare say anything. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> oh, fuck, sorry. That was, um, the muffler's just been kicking. Uh, lately. Um, no, Coochie Smith, absolutely not. There's there's nothing in the car. Uh, we certainly don't have any drugs or alcohol. We have a robot driver. Uh, me and my dad have been drinking, but fuck, dude, like, this robot is completely sober. Uh, I don't know. He seems to be uh, a little swerve around the road. Is there any reason why he, uh, I don't know, didn't put his blinker on when he went into this, uh, dirt path? Uh, I, I, I can't answer for him. I mean... Oh, what? Who the fuck is this? There's another cop coming up? 
eh, fellas, I don't think this is uh, such a good time. I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think this is uh, gumshoe time, if anything. Mr. Coachy Smith, why don't you uh, step aside, being that the U.S. Marshals has, uh, you know, clear jurisdiction over this shit? What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, you know, I, I was, uh, like I said, I've been uh, ordained by the uh, quantum judge. I get to uh, go where I need to. I get to uh, seek people down. I'm like uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I don't know about that there, buddy. You seem like uh, sort of a pussy to me. Uh, if anything, you seem sort of like a, a Packers fan. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm big on the Bears, and, uh, you know, I just wouldn't like it. You look like you're someone who eats cheese curds and shit like that. <laughs> you're big on the Bears? Wow. The <laughs> uh, Bears are going to be uh, so good. I got uh, fucking uh, Justin Fields on my uh, fantasy theme. I got uh, fucking Donald Moody on my flex. I got DJ Ma. I got fucking Khalil Herbert. So what you're saying is you're coming in last. Yeah, that was a. I mean, if that's your fantasy team there, uh, fucking gumshoe, then you probably need to take a lap there, brother. I, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think a straight first five picks of the entire Bears offense is going to be good for your fantasy team. Yeah. What are you talking about? Right. Hey, what the fuck do you know about football, man? <laughs> Obviously, you know nothing. I mean, you have, you have a punk and play. You you know, play fucking football. Huh? Hey, we love the New England Patriots, and we won freaking six Super Bowls. So shut your ass. Hey, come on. I, I also have uh, you know some things to say about fantasy football. I'm uh, I'm driving first overall. I might uh, go with uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, a Viking, not a chance there, buddy. Uh, you don't know a goddamn thing about football, obviously. Uh, I'd rather fucking draft Equinemius St. Brown than uh, Justin Jefferson any day of the week. I mean, honestly, use your goddamn noggin. Oh, come hey, on. You must guys, be uh, pulling my chin. Uh, while they're fucking Equinemius. trapped on this fantasy football thing, what are we going to do? You don't mean, I mean uh, Amon Ra, the, uh, the league winner this year. People, I would never disrespect worry, my team by drafting a Watch Detroit this. Lion. Jared Goff okay. can suck my nuts. People, hey, you dirty pigs, look over there. I think I can see those 11,000 Georgia votes I was looking for. <laughs> what, the, the, the tent at 11,000 fucking votes? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't see anything. As, uh, oh, shit, is that a little fucking deer? Yeah, I think I see. Is that fucking Sasquatch? All right, I'm fucking done with this shit. Hey, Coochie Smith, fucking uh, gumshoe. Oh, shit. Uh, hey, Gus. Uh... All right, I'm coming out of the trunk. I know you guys, uh, you know, want to arrest me, but it's not going to fucking happen. So what are we going to do here? Either I put two of your fucking kneecaps or you try to be a hero. Muskie. Uh, be smart here. I'm sort of a man of the law, and uh, I don't know. This gumshoe guy, I guess he's part of the law too, even though he's sort of uh, a jackass in fantasy football. <laughs> what are you going to do? Shoot me? I'm a fucking police officer. Well, you know, I don't know. I might shoot you. Should I shoot him? No. Muskie? I think this is like... <laughs> we're getting really close to making a very bad decision, and I, I don't know how to advise you here. Obviously, you just outed us um, of, of, of having you here, so we're in big fucking shit. Yeah, that's a fucking good point. All right. Um, Gumshoe, Coochie Smith, uh, how do you feel about, you know, wheelchairs and shit? Uh, my, uh, my cousin's actually in a wheelchair. Eh, I don't know. I, I don't really like, uh, cripples all that much. My fucking dad was, uh, degenerate, uh, I don't know, you, a degenerate alcoholic, if you want to call that a disability. I don't think that's a disability. Shit. Well, you're gonna be in a fucking wheelchair, is what I'm saying. Say goodbye to the kneecaps, bitch. <laughs> no! Oh, 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 o
jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, right. oh, Let's so we oh, gotta, my worst than my make a run for the mothership. People, holy shit, let's get out of here first. Everybody get out of here Come on! Everybody run to the ship! Let's get out of here! All right, all right. Damn you, Muskie, you did it again. Robotrop, plug into the fucking uh, command center. Come on! Let's get this thing up in the air! All right, Dad, strap in your seatbelt. Trump, Muskie, try not to do anything more stupid. All right, we're taking off! Oh! Oh! Oh, shit! We just coming through the trees! Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, let's get out of here, guys! Come on! Wait a minute! I don't have my seatbelt! Oh, fuck. Wow. Okay, um... Shit! Uh, that was really bad. Muskie, what the fuck? You, 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 you... <laughs> you crippled, uh, two men of the law? Yeah, I mean, what, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Robotrump's fucking weak-ass plan of, uh, I don't know, talking about the votes and shit. That didn't uh, help us. Musky, uh, you know, I don't know why we bring you anywhere. We should have just left you. Yeah, we should have maybe just like left you at the bar or uh, in jail. This seems to actually fall back on us now because we've um, been outed as uh, people who are transporting these criminals. So, fuck. Yeah, now we're fugitives. <laughs> now we're the fugitives, yeah. which is like really the full circle aspect of this. Maybe we should um, uh, give a quick call to uh, Rory um, and uh, Flipper and let them know what's going on. <laughs> we left them behind. <laughs> not picking up. Uh, Rory doesn't have a phone. He can't carry one. Hey, guys. Um, I, I think I fucked up on the posters. There's a bunch of people here. They don't want fucking alcohol. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, hey, uh, Rory... We made a boo-boo. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know how else to say this, but, um... Hey, Rory, I fucking shot some people. We're not gonna be back for a while. What? No! I, I'm freaking out! I can't fucking shake shit! Flippa knows how to make, like... I don't know. Uh, like, soda drinks. He can fucking squirt shit into a... You know, a gin and tonic. I, I can't do this! Uh, you're just gonna have to, because we're on the Rory. lamp. <laughs> Pipe us into the freaking audio system. We're gonna party! Get ready! Yeah! Oh, oh no! Oh wow, they're having a great time! <laughs> I don't think they understand the Rick Roll here in this universe, but <laughs> you know what? Just give them what they want. Hey, uh, I mean, we don't even have like a, a system set up to take payments! Just take cash, Warren! It doesn't fine. matter! I can't play any of the other sound effects. It's open bar! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, Rory, it's free game tonight. Just let it happen. Uh, Flipper, you know, do what you can with the gun. If you can shake some shit up, maybe slap a drink together. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'll have to do. Guys, um, we're, we're going to have to head out with the, uh, the Rick Roll once again <laughs> as we're uh, flying through the sky. And I don't know. Uh, maybe things could work out for us. We might have just um, hurt two fucking people in the law. Uh, I think Cyrus is there. <laughs> oh, wow. It's getting crazy down there. Yes, it's getting fucking crazy. I, 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 I'll do my best, guys. You know, I, I'll talk to you later, okay? All right, Rory. Hold down the bar. We'll be back soon. Um, 
you know, like I said, if you need to cop a couple drinks, we can we can do that. It's all in the fucking Rust Pugs and Cart anyway, right? But Dad, uh, as we fly away, um, again, uh, on <laughs> being chased by the law, uh, was there uh, was there a Jackson Maine through the window? Hey, what's your wine rating? What's your uh, turkey rating? <laughs> My rating is a definitely five. I mean, wild turkey. It changes the game. Yeah. It, it can never be less than five. Five whatever. Yeah. We're not even drinking old fashions anymore. We re up. Yeah, we're, we're just, just drinking straight off the bottle. Pretty much. We're just one big cube and we're feeling ourselves. Give so. me the bottle, damn it. No. <laughs> yeah, Muskie. Hey, wait, wait a second. That's our wild turkey. Come on, motherfucker. I just, I just shot a cup. Shut up, Muskie. Tighten up those pink panties. <laughs> All right, well, uh, while our characters sort of come to terms with the uh, crimes they've committed, uh, we're also just going to fade out here. So just like always, we have no idea what we're doing. And uh, hopefully on the other end, we're going to be able to figure it out. But until then, we're just going to have to see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And don't drink it dry.